As an American, there is no greater privilege and responsibility than choosing who will represent you and your family to determine the course of history, your lives, the economy, your health, your safety. On November 3rd, please choose to vote. To vote early or if you need an absentee or mail-in ballot, please visit vote.org. Your future self thanks you. This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business. Greetings. I'm Rory Kataya, CEO of Verb Technology Company. And I love the social aspects of retail. And I think that that is actually the secret to retail success. From New York City, you're listening to Retail is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the retail industry. Hey, everybody, uh, and welcome to the show. I'm Mark Rako, one of your hosts, and with me, of course, directly in front of me on my screen, <laughs> given the environment we're in now, is the incredible, the incomparable Rebecca Fitz. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm great. Nice to see you. You too. It feels like it's been a while. Uh, are you uh, Are you coping well? Have you Have you been able to get out and uh, and check out some stores? I, I have uh, phases one, two, and three, and four. Um, you know, re- retail detective that I am, just to see uh, how it how it all unfolds. Gold star shopper, right? Exactly. <laughs> Good. What has been your impression being out there just very quickly? Like, like what, what since the last time we talked to you? What do you? Uh, what impression are you left with from your seat? You know, it's very interesting. Um, you know, out of New York City, uh, or based out of New York City. So, what's happening in New York, and I understand is happening around the country, is that um, for those people who bunkered down in place, um, they are shopping, living, playing um, in their neighborhood, which I think is is great for neighborhood stores, um, and then harder for some of the. Um, major shopping corridors that we all think of and and love um and so i i definitely think retailers are thinking about um you know how can we best communicate with our customer in these odd times if they're not necessarily going to walk through our doors so that has that has struck me as as much as i'm rooting i I love the community stores but um you know a, a big shout out and and rooting for retail in general me too. And I uh, appreciate the perspective. You know, one thing that's been interesting to me, and then we're going to move on to our guest has been, you know, the people, the associates and, and the management in stores are just human beings going through this with us as well. Uh, we all are. And as we have a desire for things to relax, as we get impatient with the need to protect ourselves, as we, we just want it all to go away, so do they. But unfortunately, as they relax, our anxiety builds in a store if we're not seeing the associates protected properly, if we're not seeing measures being taken, it reduces our confidence in the stores. So it's been sort of an interesting thing to observe the moments in which we feel the stores drop their guard when it when that does happen, when that does happen, and the implications in 
uh, oh, the whiplash, let's say, back to the store from the customers that say, wait, wait, the only reason we're in here is because we trust you. And if we can't trust you, how are we supposed to come back? So I guess it circles back to the importance right now of the, the good impressions that you're getting for retail to be able to maintain that trust and the communication that helps continue to build that trust that they are paying attention and trying to look out for the customer. Otherwise this is all going to fall apart. Agreed. A hundred percent. And there's uh, you and I have had lots of great chats and I, you inspired me to write an article about um, how important wearing masks is. Physically going to go into a store um, for for everybody involved. Um, So associates, the actual customer, um, and I've been on on both sides of people um, commenting and probably wanting to do citizens arrests and all the other things that we we talk about when, when we talk about masks. So the, this is a good launching pad for our, our conversation, that's for sure. Excellent. Well, when that comes out, or 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 if it's still in motion, any way I can be supportive to to help with that, or 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 to share it, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's important messaging, and how appropriate for our guest today. It may sound like we had this conversation to set up the guest, but honestly, my friends, this was a real, just organic interchange between Rebecca and I. But it's very appropriate for our guest. Is so, uh, uh, you know, when when I saw the information on Verb technology uh and our guest is the founder and ceo of verb technology uh rory the pitch that involved rory that we got had a a bunch of very necessary and useful information but the the phrase or the sentence that caught my eye was this and i quote verbs platform verb live is making it possible for retail shops to provide customers with the part of in-store shopping that they miss most, human connection, virtually, of course. And it's funny because I think often we think of technology not as facilitating human connection, but instead replacing human connection. And, And it intrigued me so much about how technology could help us resurrect some missing human connection. Uh, so we had to talk to Rory. So Rory, I'd like to start with this. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad, glad to have you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, your company is called Verb Technology. And so that seems to encapsulate the two things we're talking about here, which is communication and technology, obviously. So would you react to the part of the PR pitch for talking with you that I just read? Uh how does what you're doing fit into our need to regroup with people and, and how that connects with our willingness, our interest, and our forward movement, if you will, in interacting in physical retail? Well, first, um, you know, COVID has been uh, devastating for individuals and, and, and businesses alike. Um, I think we're all still trying to figure out and navigate this this new landscape, but I, I think that um, as we take a look at what's happened, what uh, some of the experts uh, expect to happen, the bottom line is this is not going to go away. Uh, certainly not entirely ever, uh, and and by the time you have enough people willing to return to retail stores, 
um, it, it's uh, we're really looking out at, at some point in, in an undetermined future. So how does retail survive and, and uh, continue to navigate the process? So um, first, I'm, I'm hopeful that most smart retailers gathered as much data about their customers as possible. You know, when you go to uh, the checkout counter at uh, any of the any of the large retailers, uh, the smart ones are asking for your your email address and they're asking for permission to text you. Um, and those will will fare far better during this this continuing crisis than others, because if you want to continue your business and you want to adopt technology like ours, for example, which I'll explain, you need to be able to reach those people. Now, in the absence of that, you can reach people through social media. But if you wanted to reach very specifically the people who like to frequent your store and, and are regular customers, you need that kind of information. So data is king. It's always going to be king. And to the extent that some stores are opened and you're not adopting a, a, a policy and a process and a procedure of collecting that kind of contact information, do so immediately. So. Um, because people enjoy retail, for the most part, because of the social aspects and the, and the ability to interact with people in the store, how do you best capture that? So what we did is we created uh, a product that we call Verb Live. Now, our company is, 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 uh, is premised on creating sales tools. These are tools that salespeople use to enhance uh, their, their, their ability to communicate and actually uh, close more sales, increase their conversion rates, et cetera. Um, before COVID, we began working on a product uh, that allowed people to sell through a webinar format, because as we paid attention to what was happening in, in, uh, in, in sales, more and more people, influencers among everyone else, we're beginning to use webinars, uh, live broadcast medium, uh, as a way to promote products and services. And we have seen that aspect of, of, of retail grow exponentially uh, before COVID hit. Uh, we saw the rise of companies like Zoom, which is extraordinary. Um, Right now, we're on a, a, a video chat, although listeners are not, don't, don't know that, uh, but we're, we're, we're chatting together right now in video. Well, imagine during this, this video, uh, live broadcast, and maybe instead of just the two of you, there's a thousand people. They're my customers that I sent a text to or an email saying, hey, you haven't been in the store a while. We've got some great new things that we'd like to share with you. Click this link. You'll be immediately brought into my live broadcast. And while I'm talking to you in this live broadcast, I'm going to place interactive buttons on the screen that are um, images of the products. They could be uh, GIFs or GIFs that, uh, that appear on the screen that are actually in motion. And you can click on that while you're watching the video and get more information about it. Uh, but here's where it really, it really changes things. You can interact with the host. Now, the host might be uh, a couple of models, as an example, if, if it's clothing that are showing the clothes. Um, and you can click on the clothes they're wearing to get more information. And if you like it, it'll tell you what sizes are available, what the price is. You could ask the host questions. Hey, could I see the bottom? What does the hem look like? How does the fit? 
you can ask all those questions. And the really interesting thing is there's a live chat. So even if there's a thousand people, you're seeing what other people are doing in the video. So for example, if everyone happens to be clicking on a single, a single item, you're going to see how many people are clicking on that item. And then you introduce subliminal, subliminally, potentially, the fear of missing out. Because now you're seeing, oh, that's, I like that item. I see everybody clicking on that one. I better go buy it right now. Uh, so it, it, um, it, it introduces back into the shopping process that sociality, if that's even a word, let's make believe it's a word, sociality associated with, with the retail shopping experience that we're all missing. So even when we eventually, and I, I, I hope, I sincerely hope that we can return to normal and it's not this new normal but it's the normal that we that we've all become accustomed to retailers still need this because people want to be able to shop when they want to shop they can't get to the store they've got a baby they've got a job they're on their lunch hour they can't get there but they still want to have that social experience while they're shopping this is i was going to say it's the future it's now and it's going to and this is this is the medium that i think retailers need you know, it seems like there's a real opportunity here uh, to go beyond the social aspect, but to create events. So I guess the two questions I have is, how, do you, how are you thinking about how retailers can keep this fresh so that um, you don't just have people coming? It becomes a destination, you know, scheduled destination here a little bit, because if I need clothing or I'm curious, I'm going to go shopping. But if I don't need it right now, what's going to magnetize me to go there? You know, in a mall, for example, you might have entertainment in the mall and that's going to bring, you know, or you have a dress up day or it's Halloween or whatever. And that brings people to the mall for events. How do you create that same? How are you thinking about being able to keep it fresh, number one? And related to that, are you, uh, how, if at all, are you seeing this have applications to let's say creating a kind of virtual runway show where the audience has the ability to provide immediate feedback and, and uh, to designers by their reaction and so forth. Well, you, you've already touched on so many things when you really start to think That's what about I do. That's what I do, Rory. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Uh, as you <laughs> begin to think about it, the potential is, is literally almost unlimited, and it becomes very, very interesting. And in many cases, depending upon how you, how you produce it, uh, it could be much more interesting than actually being in the store. So, for example, um, let's talk about clothing. How about if you had a designer on screen, live broadcast, talking about his or her methodology, their thinking, what, what, what are they seeing in fashion? And here's my, here's my newest line. And this is why I designed it this way and, uh, allow people to ask questions through the chat. Uh, and, and maybe it's someone who wants feedback from their prospective customers. So I'm thinking about releasing this line or this line. What do you think? Take a poll. Your viewers can click right on the screen and respond to a poll while they're watching the video. And you're collecting all this data. Remember before I said data is king. While your viewers are watching, you're collecting all the data from them. First of all, to get in, they're, they're providing their name and email address, potentially their phone number as well, and allowing you to contact them through that, through that medium. And then every interaction that they're taking while they're watching your video, they clicked on this, they clicked on that. 
That's all being recorded. So you're collecting all that data that flows into a CRM so that now at the end of this, uh, you can go back and see how did people respond? What did people respond most to? And, uh, and then, and then potentially go back and reach out to these people and, uh, and, and create that social aspect of selling that people want. Because today, unlike in the past, uh, people really don't want to be sold. Okay. People don't want to be sold. They want to buy, but they don't want to be sold. And, and I, I attribute that in, in large part to the fact that um, by virtue of having uh, access to every piece of information on the planet in the palm of your hand at all times, um, most consumers are far, far more educated today about whatever it is they might be interested in than they were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, certainly 20 years ago. Oftentimes, and you, you may find this yourself, uh, you end up knowing more about a product that you want to purchase than the salesperson that you're interacting with in the store, which sometimes becomes very frustrating. Uh, so this process, this methodology, this technology allows people to bypass that. Uh, crowdsourcing information about products, one of the success factors for Amazon, obviously, right? Um, uh, having that in real time. So while everybody else is online, you can see what they're doing. You can see what they're thinking. You can see the questions that they're asking, see the answers. That same kind of crowdsource uh, knowledge base is available to you in that context. You don't have that in a live retail experience in a store. And uh, so it, it, it's really a huge enhancement. And I, I see retail using this to explode. Really interesting. A um, couple of questions that came to my mind for sure. Um, and I'm, it's very funny. Mark knows this about me. I'm, I'm nitty gritty. So sometimes I'm like, well, let's role play. How does it exactly work? I'm not going to go there. But um, so if I am a shopper, though, is and how are folks using it? So if I'm a sales associate, am I in the store, but I have capacity to do this? Uh, could I be at home um, almost? Uh, I th some of the things we're talking about are almost like a trunk show that I'm running from. It doesn't have to be a retail store. Um, so I'm just curious. And then this kind of event idea, almost like a, and I, this is kind of, I think, um, if you're fashionista, fashionista, it's a little bit of a dirty word, but I certainly have shopped it before a QVC or something like that, where you're you're kind of tuning in for an event and you're shopping, or, or is it all of it? I mean, I work for a company that runs stores, and uh, on a much smaller level, we're, we're doing clientele, and it's, it seems to speak to that as well. It, it really is all of that because it's available again in the palm of your hand whether it's on your mobile device or, or your, your laptop or desktop, uh, wherever it is you are, it's simple. You click on the link that you've been provided. It'll take you right in. You don't have to download anything. Works on all devices. You know, one of the, um, again, I'm going to refer back to, to Amazon because what they've done has really been quite extraordinary. They changed retail as we know it in a meaningful way. The other thing they did was, was to develop and promote one click. And what is one click? One click is is eliminating friction from the sales process. That that's what it is. So um, so we we strive to incorporate those those processes and everything that we do as well. So uh, you may uh, be on your favorite social media site. You might be in your favorite Facebook group, and you'll see a post from someone that's 
uh, promoting an event that they're going to host. And you, you need do nothing more than click on that at the appropriate time. Again, it'll ask for certain information, your name, phone number, uh, email address, and you could provide whatever you want to provide. And then you're in. You're in that live broadcast, eliminating friction. And then um, as you're watching and you're, something catches your attention and, and your eye, we play to the innate impulse by propensity that all of us have and, uh, and allow you to simply click and buy, again, eliminating friction from the sales process. So in the store, you're picking up the garment, you're putting it down. You're picking up the garment, you're putting it down. Okay, I'm going to walk around and I'm going to come back. That doesn't happen in, in this environment because the moment that you this is interesting to you, click, you bought it, you're done. The same concept as the checkout counter at the supermarket. Plus, you see other people interested in that product and maybe you want to get it before someone else does. Think of events. Um, you're, you're, you're a bookseller. You're an author. You're hosting a webinar. The publisher is hosting a webinar. The author is going to speak, talk about his book, the ideas that went into the book, and uh, and then right on the screen, click, and you download the ebook right out of the video with a click. The, that is the is the technology. That's what people want today. So retailers need to shift their strategies to accommodate the way people want to want to buy. Again, they don't want to be sold, but they want to buy. Let them buy, eliminate friction from the process. Absolutely. We And we've talked a lot about um, eliminating friction on this show. Um, another question for you. And so I'm assuming you're kind of, you're an established retailer. So either, and again, I, I am a gold medal shopless shopper. So sometimes, you know, my information, including my credit card information will automatically populate and I'm ready to go and I'm, I'm checking out. And if not, it works the exact same way. And this is on the retailer side of the business that I'm buying. And then I populate and buy that item and, and I'm off the platform. Your platform isn't providing that though. They're providing the communication tool. Um, you could, you could input your, um, e-commerce uh, capability or whatever. Like for example, it's integrated with Shopify. So if you have a Shopify account uh, and uh, uh, it's, it, it's simple. And um, so what we won't have and what we won't store is the viewer's credit card information. We don't have that. So um, they, they may be prompted to enter that information in advance so that once the event begins, and this is up to the retailer operating the platform. Uh, so once it once it begins, done. But um, in in some cases, that information will pop up on your screen. If, on like for example, when I'm shopping and the credit card screen comes up, it, it mine's pre-populating. It will do the same thing in the video. And another thing, I got together with a friend of mine who's on the wholesale side of the business, and one of the things that she was saying is that. Um, <laughs> This is something I was just shopping for right before I got on this call, um, you know, was getting a uh, kind of an Instagram or just a, a video um, special light because essentially she's selling wholesale from her showroom um, and she wants the clothing to come off in a good light. I'm sure she'd like to look great on camera as well. Um, it's just kind of part of the business. And so when I first saw Verb Tech and CRM, I was like, is this a new video sales force? I don't think it is, but I'm assuming that it can be both on this wholesale front or this direct to consumer front. 
Yes. Um, so, so Verb Live is the live broadcast um, interactive experience. Uh, Verb CRM is is pre-recorded video. So you could have. Uh, so mo most most enterprises, most most companies have uh, well-produced sales, product, marketing videos. What Verb CRM will do um, is it will take that video wherever it resides, whether it's on YouTube or Vimeo or, or on your own device, and allow you to add interactive buttons to it. That process, you could do it on your mobile device, takes about 90 seconds. Then you could send that video, text, email, post it on social media. People will click on it, they'll watch the video, and then what, depending upon how you configured your links, uh, they can click and go right to your website, they can click to go, it could, it could be a video invitation to your live broadcast, they can click and go right into that. They could download information right out of the video. Um, a really popular one uh, for real estate professionals, as an example, is um, they'll, by the way, you can also record video from your device and add your interactive elements. Real estate professionals, they'll show up at a listing, get out of the car, turn on their recorder from their mobile device. They start uh, they start recording. Here's the curb appeal. Here's the here's the foyer. Here's the backyard. Here's the bedroom sizes. And then they, they add an icon, their calendar icon, so that when they send this to their prospects for that particular property, the prospect says, yeah, honey, this is exactly what we're looking for. This, this is everything we want. You click that calendar icon and it'll show you available time slots to go see it. Before that real estate professional gets back to his or her office, she's already got a, a week booked of prospects wanting to see that. What could be more effective than that if you're in real estate sales? So that same concept. So that that's that's verb CRM. But I, the, the applications are... They seem infinite, Rory, and and that's always evidence of a a great idea when you sit there and you go, oh, it could do this, oh, it could do this, because I'm even thinking like uh, auctions, you know, oh, uh, brilliant, mean, just brilliant, yeah, perfect application for for uh, Verb Live to me and and uh, and the CRM part too, really, uh, but um, and and you know, I'm sure you're thinking about. I know that. Uh, uh, Rebecca touched briefly on the social media side, but it seems to me like there's an opportunity to build social media engagement and following through Verb Live by pointing to social media and say, we just put something, the designer just put something up on social media this very moment. Tell us what you think bringing people to social media it can be like a connective tissue all the way around Indeed. one thing drives the other that drives back to the other um i mean i think you're going to find many many opportunities in the folds of this as you get to them agreed in a way agreed. Um, yeah what uh so coming up uh you're going to hear rory share with us some of the some of the folds if you will that uh that verbs thinking about about what can come next that's not protected by, you know, redaction and covert secrets and all those sorts of things, but <laughs> what Rory can share about what might be possible next. Hey everybody, Parsons Executive Education is pleased to invite all Mouth Media listeners to the luxury redefined virtual event on September 30th, 2020. 
In this virtual luxury redefined event, industry experts join the Parsons faculty to explore bold new ideas that connect luxury to current economic, consumer behavior, and societal needs. This half-day virtual event includes a keynote, masterclasses, and panel discussions designed to challenge this conventional notion of luxury and fuel new parameters to define luxury. For a limited time, Parsons Executive Education is extending all Mouth Media listeners a special discount by using the code MOUTHMEDIA underscore Parsons at checkout. That's M-O-U-T-H-M-E-D-I-A underscore Parsons at checkout. For more information or to register, please visit execed.newschool.edu forward slash collections forward slash luxury dash re dash defined. If you've done this well, there's still stuff behind the door that isn't top secret, but you just haven't opened the door to the public yet. That is the ways that this can be used and the possibilities behind it. And probably based on rolling out those possibilities and seeing how, where the traction is, you have next level stuff that's in development. That will be what follows that once you, once you sort of test reaction to that. And is that a fair expectation? Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. This kind of technology allows anyone to become their own QVC, and um, and 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 uh, yeah, and and as a result, and I mean, you could create your own channel. You could you could just you know say every day at, at two p.m. Eastern, I'm broadcasting. I have a show, and uh, I'm I'm broadcasting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna feature various products on, on my show that uh, those those uh, product manufacturers are going to pay me to to promote and you're going to click on the screen and buy it and i'm going to have my own show and that's my show i could replace with virtually no investment qvc um and and what we're doing is we're giving the power of this of this tool to to individuals and the result is that it's going to become i believe so ubiquitous uh all over the world that retailers need to get in front of this now and and uh, and and adopt it and and uh, become very proficient at it otherwise they're going to be left behind because this is how people are going to want to shop they're going to expect it people are not going to want to watch a broadcast where they can't click on the screen and buy something or get more information that that's coming and we're going to see that not only on our mobile devices but on our TVs so um it's important that retailers see this happening and, and get in front of it. Look, we're starting to see content on Netflix. As you're watching a, a program, you can click on the screen and affect the outcome of the show. Um, so it's important that, that retailers understand what's coming and be in front of it. This is choose your own adventure adventure shopping. It is. Well, and by the way, this uh, this is a drier than dust question, but it's not. Um, so, you know, for my my other job, I um, am, am always vetting different kinds of technology. Um, and so I guess the question is, and you're really hitting on it, you said the word investment. So, um, you know, if an individual can buy this or a company can buy this, I'm assuming there's a, and you don't have to give away the details on the program unless you want to. And I don't know how um, important this will be, but if Rebecca Fitz wants to sign up for VerbTech, 
uh, and just kind of do my own thing. I have a consulting company called the Wild West of Retail, and I want to pump up my Instagram and talk about some things. I can do it on that platform, but also if I'm a, a brand uh, that's either up and coming or even a national retailer, I can do it on that spectrum. And I'm assuming there's a spectrum of, of pricing as well. There, there is. Uh, our, today, our clients consist primarily of large enterprises. Uh, these are sales-based organizations that are selling something. And they, they utilize this tool and make it available to all of their salespeople. Uh, because it's such an effective tool uh, in, in, in selling pretty much every anything at all, especially Verb CRM, because uh, the salesperson need doesn't need skills or experience. The company's going to provide the videos. The salesperson adds the the interactive buttons and sends it out. And there's very little intervention by the salesperson required which allows the average person to be successful in sales. And, uh, and the result is that the, uh, these companies are, are, are growing exponentially. The, the data that we're getting back from our, from our clients is that they're increasing their conversion rates by, on average, 600%. Some, some are getting greater than 1,200% increases in conversion rates because it, it, the video does the selling. And eliminating friction from the process, allowing people to respond right in the video, is a game changer. So you mentioned Salesforce before. Um, we have just completed an integration of our Verb Live technology into Salesforce. So if you're a Salesforce user, uh, for an additional monthly fee, uh, you can you can incorporate uh, Verb Live. It'll be right in your dashboard. It'll take the contacts that you have in in, in your uh, in, in Salesforce, and you can uh, send out an invitation right from Salesforce and and, uh, and 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 do your Verb Live broadcast right within that. And all the data will flow back into Salesforce. We're about to do the same thing with Microsoft, uh, among others. But what does that cost? It's really very inexpensive. So. If you're an existing Verb CRM user, as an example, it's $14 a month, $14.99 a month, I think. Um, if you're not an existing client using one of our other products, it'll vary depending upon uh, the level of usage that you anticipate. So it'll be $24.99 or $54.99. It's very inexpensive. And uh, unlike um, you know, the free version of Zoom or Facebook Live and some of the others, um, that's a tool that you would use just to host, a, you know, a, a video conference. Ours is a tool that you would you would adopt to sell. So, uh, so people will uh, will I think um, really embrace that, especially at that price point. So, um, and I could also talk about when we go back, you know, what we've done through COVID as we were contemplating the uh, the release of, of Verb Live. We gave it away to a lot of businesses who were really struggling. Their stores were closed uh, for an extended period of time. Uh, they were going to go out of business. They were going to file bankruptcy. Many of them, because what, you know, they had one location, maybe two. People uh, couldn't go into the stores. We gave them, we gave them Verb Live uh, for free, um, and uh, helped them get it uh, set up. And uh, and those are stores that had a contact list from existing shoppers, uh, and they or they knew where to reach people on, in Facebook groups and on social. And um, uh, we, we have many of them. One of them is a bombshell boutique, is a, is a company up uh, Northern California, a uh, small business. They did more dollar volume business 
in the 25 minutes that they did their their Verb Live uh, broadcast than they did almost in an entire week when the store was running. It was wild. I watched it. People were enjoying it, the communication, the, the, the social aspects of it. People were clicking and buying and buying and buying and buying and buying. Uh, and, uh, so it's real, it works. And, uh, and I think it, it, uh, potentially saved a lot of businesses. So, um, yeah. My heart is pitter pattering for a couple of reasons. And I don't want to one, because it really truly is affordable. And I think there are a lot of people who, um, are struggling with employment, um, in these times and looking to kind of build their own biz and things like that, and looking for tools where they can, um, sell, but not sell. And then I also feel like, you know, some of your stories, you know, I did not expect you to say a small boutique. I was thinking more of, you know, a national retailer, but you've got the span, um, something kind of coming on that I think is happening for a lot of people. Um, And it doesn't totally apply to food and beverage, but certainly my husband and I live on a really special street in New York and we're, you know, trying to keep our, our restaurants alive, but there's built up demand um, for shopping in general and people want to do it because I think they are remembering their favorite boutique that they used to go into and maybe know the owner and have a glass of champagne and actually buy. And if you're doing okay in the pandemic, you're beginning to think about, Hey, I wonder how their business is doing. I wish I could, you know, buy a dress from them, but I can't go in now. We we probably can go in maybe one at a time, depending on how big the store is. And, and I think that also provides that very, very feel good. Um, you know, everybody wants to make money, but I think there's some of that as well that allows us also to say, oh, Mary, I haven't seen your face in so long. And I wanted to come in and buy a dress for my Zoom graduation or whatever it is. So um, I think there's a, certainly a lot there. I'm happy I asked about the price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's such an important thing, Rebecca, because beyond people uh, just wanting to shop whatever their needs might be, there is a massive swelling of, of, of sentiment of, uh, for, for businesses who are suffering. And, uh, and as, especially the, the ones that you know, the local, the local small businesses, the family businesses, businesses that have been around for generations that are on the verge of, of, of closing down. People want to help. So you give them a, a way to do it. Um, and, and yeah, you'll, you'll see, uh, you'll see a ton of business come in just because of that. And, and, and it, it is really feel good stuff. It really is. I have a question for you, Rory. Do um, I, you, you've already done so much and it's, it's both um, very generous as well as very smart marketing to say, Hey, there's this whole bunch of businesses out there that might fail and they won't be potential customers for us. Let's help keep them alive. That's potential customers for us. They will already be attached to us when they can afford it. Maybe they can be Hey, I'm not saying that's the spirit of what drove that, but it makes it very smart business as well. Um, but um, but have you considered expanding that kind of program for those reasons? For example, uh, creating some sort of um, <clears throat> invitation to submit your business that fall within certain parameters for consideration for our, um, you know, support support retail business uh, program uh during the pandemic kind of thing and there's going to be businesses out there that are those 
multi-generational mom and pop shops that are important to the local community. There are going to be institutions that everyone wants to stay alive, but are struggling. There's going to be new businesses that just launched that serve a real need in an industry, but they may never get off the ground and delay innovation by a year or two as a result, et cetera, et cetera. You have some sort of evaluation and you could probably have an immense amount of inbound interest by inviting people to do this. Have, have you considered whether that's even something that can be on your radar or roadmap? Well, I'll, I'll tell you something, Mark. Um, As I give away your product. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, we, um, I, I really, really like that idea a lot. And, and, um, and it's very timely because we are a very um, socially conscious company. Uh, I, I think in, in, the, in the times that we're living in, uh, the unfortunate times that we're living in, we, we, we all need to be, we really need to be. We're, we're also a NASDAQ listed publicly traded company. And one of the things that NASDAQ, uh, and by the way, the symbol is verb V E R B. One of the things that NASDAQ, um, has begun promoting uh, in a big way, and it's becoming much, much more meaningful is something that they refer to as the ESG scores. And I think, I think you're going to hear a lot more about that. ESG stands for environment, social and governance and this is this is an effort to promote um among uh public companies uh responsibility to the rest of the, the human race uh adopt policies that are environmentally friendly that are socially uh significant that make a difference and adopt governance policies that that that, that do the same thing and um and you get scored there's a score associated with with each one of those things, and they're going to be published. And um, and what we're seeing um, is that investors, investment funds, family offices um, that uh, invest in, in in companies are becoming much more interested in companies' ESG scores. And in some cases, it's a, it's just as important as the underlying business itself. People want to invest in companies that. Um, that are uh, acting as, as, as responsible members of the human race. And, uh, and look, we know there's obviously quite a few that are not. And um, let's, let's, let's make that public. So um, we've, we've adopted a number of initiatives. Um, for example, we've given away, as, we give, as we've given away Verb Live to struggling businesses, we've given away our, our, our Verb CRM product to schools and school systems. So teachers are using it to record lessons, send it to their students. Students could watch a video lesson instead of having to read something because, you know, they look, they grew up on interactive video games. This is, this is the way they want to learn. And then they could just click on the screen and take the quizzes. And the same way that uh, a salesperson would know uh, through the technology that uh, someone has watched the video, the teacher knows that that a student watched the lesson, and uh, and it'll tell them uh, how how much of the lesson they watched. They only watch five seconds, and then they watch the whole thing through. What they clicked on, and so it's a powerful tool in that environment as well. So, um, but what you just said um, is is a really very exciting addition to our ESG initiatives. And uh, so that's why I reacted the way I did. We, that's something that we would take very seriously. I appreciate that that suggestion. I'd, I'd be happy to 
talk offline more about it and think it through with you a little bit if you think that would be helpful. Yeah, um, love it. I'd love, love, love to do that. Great. Um, and, and and kind of uh, thank you for that. Uh, that's really great. Uh, and sort of building on that, I, I wrote two notes here. I'm sort of curious how you're thinking about it as you as you look ahead of what's possible and where can this go. Um, one was um, th- the two words I wrote down were Amazon and crowdfunding. Uh, and and I'm wondering if you see this as a possible. Uh, extension for a company like Amazon to offer or to be built in as a as an upgrade for sellers or a tool for sellers that can help um, amplify their their ability to sell more and a company like Amazon or whoever invests in it or or buy some sort of large enterprise license or however it unfolds. So you see the applications potentially there. And then the second is, is, you know, I actually think there's an opportunity here with the crowdfunding to work with platforms like Kickstarter, where, you know, while the crowdfunding is happening, especially with more meaningful crowd uh, companies that are doing crowdfunding that are using it less to raise money and more as a marketing launch pad, uh, to have the ability to interact with people and get feedback and an insight that can then help adjust the compass on their kickstarting strategies live in a way um, seems very exciting. So my question is, is, how have you thought about those two things, if at all? So let, let's, let's take the crowdfunding Kickstarter thing uh, first. Um, and and I think it's a brilliant uh, a brilliant question. So uh, I've been a big fan of of, of Kickstarter from from when it was first launched because I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur and uh, to the extent that um, I can give back to entrepreneurs trying to get get started, uh, I try and do that. And uh, so I've always been a fan of that, and I've watched it evolve over the years. And um, today. Um, you, you're not even on Kickstarter unless you have a video, right? Video now is everything. When it first started, there were no videos. Now video is everything. I think the next evolution of it, of course, would be to make those videos interactive. So if someone's watching it, they're intrigued, their interest level peaks, they can click eliminate friction, click right in the video, make their donation or make their purchase, uh, their contribution, whatever it might be. All that data is captured and fed back into the, the attached CRM component of it. So that, that's, that's a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned, and that, that should happen. Your other question about um, Amazon. Um, here's how I look at, at, uh, at, at Amazon. And, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to put in that same category, eBay and Etsy, uh, especially Etsy, and, but and, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna talk. I would include many others, but let's just think about those three for a second. So, what has Amazon become? Amazon has become the the retail arm for individual entrepreneurs, small family businesses. They now all have uh, Amazon as a, a, a as their online retail destination. So, it's they're really uh, much more than what what they were. Previously, when you know going back ten years, now it's individuals, small businesses that that use Amazon for that purpose. Amazon does their fulfillment. Um, Etsy, Etsy is you know people that are creating products many times out of their house and then offering them for sale through their through Etsy on their Etsy account. Um, 
we already know what eBay is, right? It's all individual, uh, you know, people uh, that are offering products. Now there's a lot more businesses on there too. Um, so what I would envision, imagine if Etsy signed up for our, our Verb Live product as an example and offered it for an additional monthly part of their monthly subscription. So if you're an Etsy user, I, I'm not even sure what that monthly fee is to be part of Etsy and maintain a store in Etsy. But so, suppose for some additional modest monthly sum, uh, Etsy made it available to all of those people. Now, all of those people don't have to cross their fingers and hope that someone decides to navigate on the web to Etsy and finds their product. Now they can record or broadcast in a live environment um, their, you know, a video about their products and, and put their buy it now buttons or other, other things on there that they, they want to promote. Um, how much of a boost would it be for all of those individuals that are using Etsy for that purpose or using Amazon or using eBay? So I would like very much to connect with, with the decision makers in all of those, all three of those companies and say, Hey, you know, why don't you subscribe to this offer it to your your constituency, your 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 users, um, and imagine how much more successful they would all be. And uh, so I I'm, I'm hopeful that um, that we can get some of that done. I think it would be great for them. I think it would be really great for them, especially in this environment. And it would certainly be great for our shareholders in in our in our public company. It would seem so. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me play devil's advocate because you know the world can't just be this perfect. <laughs> Um, is, and, and I guess if I were going to, you know, if I were getting the tool for retailers that I work for or whatever, I would certainly ask this question. Um, and it's, you know, are there competitors in this, this area? And, you know, the way I think about it, by the way, um, and I, I'm thinking about it for myself, frankly, is that I can do some of the things that Verb Tech does, but I have to do it one task at a time. I've got to do the video, then I've got to edit it, then I've got to upload it into Instagram. And the fact that it's kind of all in one place is just fantastic. And then I think about it as a retailer who may be going through all this same stuff and you're missing days and you're not getting stuff up and you're not moving inventory. Um, so is there anybody out there in the, the, the realm that's doing something, um, similar and I'm, I'm trying to think in my own mind, either similar or, or like you, or are, are you really distinguished in this category? I, I think that in the, at the moment we are very much distinguished in this category, um, I did notice uh, several months ago that uh, there was a company out of China doing it solely in China with a somewhat rudimentary tool, but having extraordinary success. Uh, it was it's a product that they made available to. Uh, it started with um, with Chinese influencers, social media influencers, uh, and now it, it just it just spread uh, like wildfire. I think they went. Uh, from 60 billion to 120 billion over the course of, of 14 months in, 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 in dollar volume of sales through through that platform, which was incredible. Um, here in the U.S. and 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 outside of China, uh, companies are starting to understand the power of of being able to interact with content, uh, especially a product offered through video. You have Facebook Shop. That recently launched. You have TikTok is 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 developing uh, a um, 
a, a product that uh, I think it w w was just released, assuming TikTok is still going to be around in this country. Um, but n but neither of them are really um, really do what ours does. Ours is is a really simple but extremely robust tool uh, that is 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 equally useful for a novice, someone that's just trying to earn this, a second income, uh, up to you know large large enterprise. And um, and then of course the the data collection and analysis capabilities of the platform the others don't really have that and that's and that's that's really the big differentiator um, as I said at the opening uh, at the opening of the segment data is king data is everything you need to make sure that you have the process the processes to collect the data and then analyze it appropriately you know we've been at this now for it took us five years to develop this and a lot of money uh, including a lot of my own so. Um, it's um, we're far, far ahead of everyone else. And look, COVID's been horrific for for everyone, no question about it. Uh, but and I'm almost uh, you know uh, almost ashamed to even say it. But because our tools were designed for remote workers, we we've grown rather dramatically to during this period of time. Just second quarter results, which we announced a few weeks ago, was a record. At a record quarter for the company, uh, which is why we felt it was really important for us to try to help other companies and offer our our, our tools out there for free to help them get through this. But uh, there are plenty of folks in a good way, um, and and you know I'm kind of one of them that as everything's disruptive, you can also be disrupted. You can also be opportunistic. And I think you actually were not really being opportunistic. You had had this great tool and COVID yeah. happened and it coincided Agreed. with kind of, this is how the world is going to um, operate probably for a long, long, long time. Um, and so um, that that's fantastic. And also I'm a big believer, you know, I, it's always interesting to see kind of who's in the same pool with you, but, um, you know, it doesn't seem like you need to look in your rear view mirror and, um, you know, what a, the saying is flattery is, uh, you know, copying someone is a, the best form of flattery. So it seems like people will only be trying to, um, to catch up with what you're offering and you're evolving probably as we're speaking. So, um, super, super exciting. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate that. I can't say that I'm full because I'm, I'm, I'm hungry for more on this, but we've definitely come to the point in the show where it's time to explore Rory as a human. So a little less verb, a little more Rory. Uh, we're gonna do that with a series of personal questions coming up right after this. Hey Dresden, do you like to laugh? Oh, Mark, heartily, heartily. Elsie, do you like comedy? Yeah. <laughs> I like to laugh at Elsie. I know, me too. <laughs> well, you can listen to funny people talking every week. It's a podcast, and we talk about humor and comedy, and honestly, we can barely get through a commercial. But I promise you'll have a good time here, and we talk to amazing people, comedians, business amazing. leaders, inspiring people about their lives and about humor, about comedy. We play improv games. Babble. We babble. We talk about. Uh, you'll be inspired and you'll laugh. <laughs> that's why he has a co-host. <laughs> we have. That's right. We have great food, celebrity stories, and we always play an improv game. So come on by. You'll have a great time. Funny people talking wherever the best podcasts are found. <laughs> 
All right, Rory, my friend. Yes. Uh, this is where we get to know you a little bit. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Rebecca, but I figured maybe I would give you first, first shot at this to ask anything that might be on your mind about Rory as a human. Sure. I, I think this is, well, it's fitting for the situation. We already talked about it a little bit, but I think it's telling about who people are personally. Um, we all confess that um, we have our favorite um, restaurants or boutiques or uh, what have you. Um, and, you know, what what are you shopping for right now, um, local or otherwise, that, you know, is something you just kind of have to have or that um, you want to support or, or a, a double dip on both? Mm, that's uh, that's hard to let me see. Uh, look, I, I, I'll tell you, I am a. I'm a big, big shopper. Um, I really enjoyed going to the mall and, and window shopping. And sometimes, you know, if something catches my eye, I'd go in. Uh, I'm, I'm big on that. I haven't had the opportunity to do that. So I've been, everything that I've been doing for the most part has been online. The other thing is um, I've been trying to um, avoid a lot of uh, you know, being out and about among among people. Just uh, eleven weeks ago, had a little baby girl, so oh. I want to make sure. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it, it's incredible, incredible. So I, I have a, a daughter from my first marriage. She's twenty seven. So um, having a, a little a little baby is just like. Uh, I can't tell you what a blessing and how thrilled I am. She's uh, amazing. In fact, I'm going to show you. I'm going to just hold it up to the camera if I can get my phone on there. Uh, she's. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. This question was you. better than I thought. So, but you you really have not been out and about. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! What a. I'm sorry, our listeners Can can't you see, see it. Her? What a genuinely beautiful child. I mean, wow. she's, is she extraordinary? She's extraordinary. She really I mean, she's, is. That's the only way I can describe her. She'd be, she'd be the face of her. Yeah. So that that was, uh, <laughs> that was uh, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. Um, her she'd name be the Verver baby. Yes. I, I, I'll tell you. I, I, and she's got a little personality on her already. And, and uh, it's, it's amazing. Her name is Ava Capri. And um, we named her, we, we gave her middle name uh, Capri because that's where I proposed to my wife in, in, uh, in Capri in Italy. And then we went back a year later and got married in Capri. So it would just seem so appropriate uh, to, to name her Capri. So romantic. Um, so, so all of my shopping now uh, it really revolves around <laughs> what I need for Ava Capri. <laughs> Something new in the baby world we should know about that we should be shopping that you're you're <laughs> know, not telling right? us about because I um wow. yeah. I feel like you may be the expert in this category. Uh, that <laughs> by the way is um just fantastic and you know of all the things going on in the world um you know lucky you you get to do it one more time so that is fantastic yeah. Yeah. or yeah. or one more yeah. time that we know of so wow. <laughs> I have to admit, I see no purpose in me asking an additional question. I feel like I feel like that was just enough. I'm going to, but it just seems so without purpose. Um, <laughs> thanks for sharing that, Rory. Okay, yeah. my 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 question. I feel very unfortunate being in the follow up spot now, uh, Rory. Let's stay on the 
uh, Ava Capri path here. Uh, what that is out in the world that no longer have you been able to enjoy or interact or partake in that went that when uh, Ava Capri is old enough, it's one of the things that you really hope is still around that you can share with her that maybe hasn't gone away because of the pandemic or, or been reduced to such a point that she's going to miss out on it. And I don't mean this as a negative thing. I mean, it as a hopeful thing. Um, so, uh, this might sound corny and, 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 and cause That's it okay. probably, We're in cor- it probably we are is. in corny land right now. Okay. It's fine. Okay. So, so, um, I lived, uh, I'm from New York. I lived in Manhattan most, most of my adult life. Um, and, um, um, my daughter, my first, the daughter from my first marriage, um, who's also has become an extraordinary woman. But when she was a baby, um, I would bring her to the Big Apple Circus in, at, at Lincoln Center. And they would, and so if, if, if you're from New York, if you've been to New York and had a chance to see that, it was just a small tent um, that they set up in, in, in Lincoln Center. And um, it was such an amazing experience for, for kids. And I recall how her you know, eyes would light up and, and, you know, seeing an elephant up close and, and uh, those kinds of things, that experience and the clowns and, you know, um, I, I don't even know if that exists anymore. Cause I, I, I now live, uh, in California, uh, most of my time. So, um, uh, that I, I hope that Ava would have an opportunity to experience that kind of social, uh, fun, this, you know, where, where her eyes just would open wide with, with amazement, you know, um, that I hope that we, we, we get to have again soon. And, and then as she gets a little older, um, museums and, and, uh, th- those kinds of things that I used to love to do with, with, uh, with my first daughter. So I, I hope that, um, that we, we get a handle on this, on this COVID thing. And I, and by the way, I'm, extremely confident that we will i think as a society nothing happens fast enough anymore right we're all we're all we've all become accustomed to immediate gratification so nothing happens fast enough so i i you know i uh it's tough being a leader in this political leader in this kind of environment because no matter what you do it's never enough and it's never fast enough but i think that um we will eventually solve this because you know we're we're a country in a world of, of extremely brilliant, talented people. And I, I think that we'll solve it. I mean, we went to the moon in the 60s, okay? To, in the 60s, we, we put men on the moon. So in my, in my mind, there's nothing that we can't do. So we will, we, we will beat this. And I just hope it happens sooner rather than later so that we can return to uh, the old normal, not the, not the new normal. So it's, it, those are the kinds of things I'd like to see reestablished. Very nice. Thank you, Rory. Uh, Rory, how can people connect with you, perhaps directly, or certainly the things that you're working on with, with Verb? Um, I'm on, you could just look me up on LinkedIn, um, on Twitter. I, uh, you know, we're pretty active. Uh, uh, Verb's, uh, Verb's, Verb's website is, is, is simply um, verb.tech. Uh, and my email is rory at verb.tech. 
And um, I enjoy hearing from people. I communicate with our shareholders all the time uh, and um, enjoy getting feedback from people and interacting. And uh, uh, if it's sales related, I'll turn you over to greatest sales team on the planet <laughs> to uh, if you've got questions about adopting some of our products in your, in your business. Um, so uh, yeah, feel free to, to, to reach out. Love to love to interact. And your name is pronounced, is it Kataya? Kataya. Kataya. I'm so sorry. Okay. All right. Well, uh, definitely reach out. I think we're going to be hearing a lot more from Rory and from Verb Technology. No question about it. Uh, Rory Kataya, the founder and CEO of Verb Technology. You can find them again at verb.tech. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to see more of what you you put out there. I can't wait to see it all around us and we go, hey, we remember way back when we were still helping to, to even tell people about it. And, and I look forward to continuing a conversation about how you can uh, help uh, businesses that are struggling to, to keep their legacies going. So Rory, thank you so much for joining us. It was really such a, a lovely surprise the conversation this turned into and i'm glad you joined us thank you mark really appreciate it and and rebecca nice meeting you too you too thanks so much for coming on appreciate it all right everybody that's it for this that's it for this uh wonderful episode appreciate so much you listening it means so much to us and we hope you you enjoyed it and got something out of it until next time for rebecca fitz thanks mark i'm mark rico have a great day everybody bye-bye This has been Retail is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2020. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Audio for business.